Hey, y'all. Welcome to Preaching to the Choir podcast with your host, me, Jen Randall. Today, we're interviewing a new friend of mine. Her name is Rachel Makawam, and I had to practice that 16 times, so I didn't say it wrong. <laughs> Go ahead and look at the spelling. Would you say it that way? The answer is probably not, but she's super gracious about that. Um, she is the current director at Chippewa Falls High School in Wisconsin, and she is a Wisconsin choral person. In fact, she even graduated from that school, so we have an awesome time talking about her history with show choir, choral music in Wisconsin, and where we think all of this is going when this pandemic is over. So please enjoy my conversation with my new friend, Rachel. Rachel, we're just going to say Rachel Mack. Okay, now you're going to pronounce it. <laughs> it's Mackawam. Those letters would not have been what I would have guessed. For no. <laughs> I hate it so much. It's the worst. My and main name was Kreklo, so I definitely understand. There were just oh, I, so many consonants. K R E C K L O W. And I would get Kretschklo and Kreeklo, and then, you know, some very creative frat boys in college. You know, it was the 90s. Oh, so. they're so cute. They're so horrible. <laughs> it, was, it was a nightmare. So I was really happy when I found like a human to marry and be like, yeah, Randall. Sold. <laughs> you are the one I shall be with. <laughs> uh, you you didn't get that big storm this week. That looked like that was mostly like Nebraska and Iowa got like pummeled. Yes. But... Yeah. Be sad because it's our first week back out of virtual land, mm-hmm. and it, it's just you know kids are draining, soul sucking things. Wonderful. For real. <laughs> yes. yes. Don't have that for like three months, and all of a sudden it's like, hey, here we go. It's like, oh man, and some had a snow day yesterday and I was like stupid (laughs) because then they're gonna be even weirder when they come yes 100% remember those days Uh Uh, all of my friends in Omaha are like they were out Monday they were out yesterday they were out today again and one of my friends yeah one of my friends who works in central Omaha is like I don't even know that OPS is gonna have school tomorrow because the side streets aren't clear yet I was like what (laughs) So I was talking to Steph too because Tyler Grudemeyer was with her, and so like we were all talking together. And she goes, "She goes, you'd think we'd be more prepared for this at this point." And I was like, "Yeah, one would assume because it does it every year." But they got like 14 inches in 24 hours, which is a lot Ugh, for, for that is a lot. They're not so much into that part of it. Uh, they they just get it like you know in like four or five inches at a time. I feel like, but I don't ever remember a time as a kid like it, we're just dumped like that much in 24 hours so yeah I was like okay I understand that well you just brought it up a little bit just right then which is that your kids had been virtual had you been virtual uh, like let's get the COVID stuff out of the way here had you been virtual all year up to this point okay um so we've been so I just switched to Chai High so Chippewa Falls High School I worked at Eau Claire North I'm obsessed with Chai High it's kind of fun it's kind of fun um it it looks like Chihi if you (laughs) <laughs> but it's very like pep rally Greece like 1950s sounding so it's cute I'm here for um, it so they apparently on a normal year we'd have a, a, a rotating block schedule so like A day B day okay so this year um, when we started school they decided to take that rotating block thing away and make it a straight block so now all of our A day classes are first quarter mm-hmm. and so 
quarter and B-Day classes are second quarter and fourth quarter, which, right. So my like, eyes are huge. That seems insane. Oh, yeah. That it, hurts my brain. Yeah. Well, now they're doing it again next year for Fonzie's. Sure, um, why not? Super, yeah, <laughs> super chill. Yeah. And so our department was like, hey, so like next year, like for the rest of our lives. And our principal's like, I don't really know. And I was like, oh, cool, 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 cool. So <laughs> thoughts and prayers because I don't, nobody will have music all year for a how, while. How do they, exp- oh my God, I could stand on a soapbox about that, of course, all day long, yes. just like you could. But it, like, I will never understand what it is that admin doesn't understand about the fact that the work we do is compounding. You can't <laughs> just bop in and out whenever yeah. it seems nope. casual. Nope. And like kids are going to drop because that sucks. Oh, and I don't blame them. And does I she require extracurricular for you or is it during the day? It's during the day. So that makes it hard too. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, like, I know lady. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice to like hear somebody else outside of our department oh. be like, yeah, that's terrible. Yeah, it is. I commiserate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And our principal, she's so sweet. She was like, well, 95% the surveys. I'm, I don't, we're all about surveys, which I have. <laughs> survey says yeah we're really big into the straight block and I was like so is the music department the five of us are we the five percent that didn't right so everybody was like please stop immediately it's just you five do you have an orchestra department there as well we do oh my gosh yeah that's just I mean so you have choir band and orchestra all being like stop it yeah Yeah. and everybody else apparently in the building is like woohoo so I don't I don't know but that during first quarter so we're kind of thinking that I mean it doesn't it's not going to change but we kind of think that like now that algebra is going to experience kids coming back from a break and because we do that every summer like we come back in the fall and we're like yeah totally got you but they've never done it so now that they're coming back from like three months off of algebra and like you can't pick up we think maybe people will but I don't I feel (laughs) like they you're right like what you're saying I just don't feel like they know what they no. asked for because no. I mean I know I if I would take like you know the 12 hours off from algebra to sleep when I came back I was like oh have we met I don't remember any of this so how would you take three months off of math and come back and uh, yeah I don't love that for you I don't love that no. journey for you <laughs> oh it's not a cute look and then their solution when we were like okay well then you we were kind of feisty about it and we we're like then you need to understand that like when you want a choir at the pep assembly and we don't have our top choir, then we're not giving you a choir. Like mm-hmm. you want marching band to just like go into the community and perform and yeah. marching band that quarter, you don't get marching band. Yeah. And their solution was, we'll just do it outside of the school day. And then they suggested that they give us zero hours, like, like hour zero. We before. had that when I taught in Texas for years. Yes. Good mm-hmm. God. She's like, you can have like two hours off during the day. And we're like, no one in the building is going to talk to us anymore. <laughs> also, I don't want to teach from the hours of like 6 a.m. to noon and then from 4 p.m. to 8 p.m. What? That's not a schedule. I was like, no. We uh, taught from, I think the first, okay. And this was a while ago. This was like 15 years ago now that I did this, but I think it was like, I think 745 is when school started. And we were out at like 2.15. So, I mean, on that level, it was kind of like, cool. And when you were done with musical, you'd be like, oh, it's 4.45. We're done for the day. That part was great. But the like having to be alert and a human and singing at 7.45. And the first, it was inevitably like some freshman class at 7.45. Yeah, but they can't function. 
way. Oh, yeah. That's absolutely who you want to see before the sun is up in the winter is like freshman boys. They're a delight <laughs> always. I mean, actually, I really do love guys' classes, but that is not someone you want to have at 745. They were, no. they were not even like alert. They were no. just dead. And yes. then freshman girls were a whole other thing at that time. When there was a lot of hair salon going on, a lot of, I didn't have time to put my makeup on. So can I just, yes. can I do that during warm-ups? Girl, no, I'm not wearing any either. We're just, or like, or my hair's still wet. Like, no, you can't go to the bathroom. No, and fix your hair. Like, why is, again, admin? I feel like our entire conversation is going to end up being <laughs> Rachel and Jen discuss why they would be a better administration than everyone else. <laughs> no. oh, I just, well, and she's like, we understand as admin that we look over that like daily stuff. And I was yeah. like, this isn't even daily though. This, you're right, you do, because it's not your life. But this is like, this is a program. This is not daily. We're just telling you, like, this is... Right. That's maybe the key, is that, like, you're yeah. building a program. Yeah. What if during football season they only got to practice? They wouldn't, so... <laughs> but that's always the one to throw at them, because I feel right. like they always get that. Somebody's always like, oh, sports, yeah, duh. And you're like, right. okay. okay. Um, <laughs> at least, maybe that's not the case everywhere. I shouldn't say that, but Texas especially is filled with administrators who work coaches at I one can't... point. And most of them are great, but I mean, you'll, you definitely get farther when you explain like, Hey, right. remember that time when you coached baseball and they wanted you to take two months off and then play a game? No. Okay. That we can't do that either. So, you know, like that's, the, although also I think that that happens more here too. And we don't have very many fine arts people that go into admin that way because we yeah. have fine arts directors. Like that's a super common oh. thing down here for, yeah, the big districts. So if you get your admin cert, people want to go be a fine arts coordinator. Why would you not? Why would you not want to like right. just be the principal basically in charge of fine arts? So I we don't see yeah a lot of people in admin that aren't of the coaching variety for sure. But yes. Okay. Back to COVID. Sorry. We just got yes. off on a, okay, side, so a railing there. All in person um, with just our first quarter classes, mm -hmm. which unfortunately slash fortunately, like I just had my women's groups, which is cool because yeah. I feel like a lot of times women's groups get slammed and like just the short end of the stick. So it was kind of nice to like just have them and focus on them. And they weren't like the ugly step kid. So that's what they are. No, I, I know. Feel, yeah. Mm -hmm. There's that standard. But um, it also meant that my show choir class wasn't meeting mm -hmm. um, and my top like audition ensemble wasn't meeting mm -hmm. um, or my men's choir. But that one, like we, we can, like you said, like yeah. there is <laughs> Take a break. Yeah. But that like, especially coming in as a new person and then like the kids that were diehard, not having them was tough. Um, and then we got right up to where the quarter was about to switch and the health department was like, hi, everybody's dying and you don't have enough teachers. So we're going to have to shut down. Um, so then we shut down right before the switch of the quarter. So that was a little banana. So I met my third or my second quarter kids for like 10 minutes a day before shutdown. And it was basically like, hi, I'm the new teacher. I don't know what it's going to look like. And we weren't even told like, you're going to shut down for the whole quarter. It was, you're going to shut down for two weeks and then we'll see where we're at. So it was like, we'll kind of figure it out as we go. And like, you know, here we go. Um, and then we shut down through the whole quarter. Um, but winter sports did get approved to do their thing while we were shut down the whole time. So that was cute. I don't um, understand the whole notion of you don't have to wear a mask while running in a gym, dribbling a basketball. We're all going to meet together. Mom and dad can come watch you play but we can't have school like no no wrestling you can't wear masks while you wrestle they had wrestling no masks i'm like cool cool y'all get cauliflower ear when there's not a pandemic i don't 
want to think about the germies that go on <laughs> during a pandemic. And then you had COVID on top of it. <sighs> no, just that's a, yep. that's a that's a hard pass for me. Um, yeah. <laughs> so you really haven't seen your show choir probably at all then. No, I did a meet and greet in the park because um, that was kind of our like go to mm-hmm. before everything they were just like do things outside Mm -hmm. but like Johnson so that works for two weeks and then it was like (laughs) I'm frozen (laughs) the river is already like you know ready for ice fishing in October so you're probably like good yep yeah it didn't work out (laughs) so we did like an op and everything had to be optional because if you're gonna do outside of school during COVID you can't force kids to come in um so we did an optional meet and greet in the park and so I met some of them and some aren't in the top choir, but they're in the women's group. So I got to teach like four. Okay. Um, so I've met some, but haven't like, I haven't taught. You haven't show choired with nope. them for sure. Yeah, there's there's <laughs> no. none of that going on. Well, then did you no. do any sort of virtual choreo things or any of that stuff? Um, uh, we did a lot of virtual singing with okay. like GW. And we kind of, what was cool is that we got to dive into the stuff that you don't always have time for. So like, like they did a, they planned a show and they had to plan every detail. So like hair, makeup, shoes, they had to go through and like do all of it. I love that. Um, Partially to fill some time, but mainly to like get them to kind of dive into every detail. So at first the detail part was like, well, this is good for you to know, slash like this will take up more of our virtual time but then it turned into like them actually figuring out like oh you have to make four thousand decisions and this is why it happens the way it does it was so cool because i was like they come in and be like into our google meet and be like wow i just don't i don't know what shoes to pick i'm like right yeah yeah isn't that tough (laughs) interesting maybe you should keep your mouth no i'm just kidding (laughs) actually like maybe you should be a little less sassy when you don't like something it's work because it's not because there is no pleasing everyone and your parents no. aren't even here so like add them in yeah. to the mix friend you know yeah 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 so that was cool because they got to, i mean we got to dive into like why would you pick this piece and why does the order have to go that way and mm. does it tell a story and what story and why is this person getting a solo and why so we got to dive into that side of show choir and hopefully we stay in person into fourth quarter so we can do things um that's kind of a best case scenario if you can't yeah. meet like getting to do projects like that and getting to yeah. give them the chance to like you said do things you would never have time to do otherwise you know i mean but that's on the performance part of it and mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. that's been kind of and we got approval to meet during third quarter like when i technically don't have them but it has to be groups of 10 or less and they have to be 10 feet or more apart um and optional there's like restrictions which is fair and yeah. i totally but and I think that's really smart so we'll get to do some stuff it won't be full group anything but I guess it kind of hopefully that'll help I told them that before we like ended (laughs) class and um they were pretty pumped about that for the most part because then they get to see each other at least and that's the hard part I think for a lot of kids right now especially now that we're in season is like especially the ones that remember what it's like and have been in it before and there's just the lack of human contact during this time uh, uh, who are we kidding not even the kids just me I mean like <laughs> as adults but like really I mean you're right. I don't know have you hit that wall yet where you're like I just miss people like I just miss my people yes yeah I have been working on um vacation rentals and airbnbs for no reason because we're not I'm not going anywhere but like yeah like leaving the house <laughs> like, I go to 
but like yeah no I totally get it and like I won't even go into Target and stuff now I mean it's so bad down here again so like I'm like well I guess this is it like good thing I like my husband and kids you know but yeah I it's but I miss I miss like your I think your body gets acclimated to like it is January this means I ride on buses with students and I see adults who are my friends that I only see at camp or whatever, you know, like your body is expecting this, your brain is expecting this. And that's that, this is really, I'll be honest, the first time I'm starting to feel that like during this entire pandemic, it really hasn't bothered me quite as much during camps in the summer was hard. And now this is when I'm like, Oh, weird. Yeah. It's yeah. That's a really good way to put it too. Cause like all, I mean, you practice, at least we would up here, we'd practice like September through Mm before competition season right and then like mm-hmm. into competition and chai high usually hosts what's called super show in november and it's yeah. just kind of a situation and like other groups can come to it and it's nice because it's like a competition but not um and that didn't happen and secretly selfishly i was like okay well kind of not so bad for your first year to right? not have to put that on yeah mm-hmm. cool because yeah and that's what a lot of my like department members were saying and like other choir colleagues were like well at least you kind of get covid to like get yourself into it and I was like yeah this is great and now I'm hitting this wall of like oh I miss like a couple Saturdays like two would be nice (laughs) isn't that funny how we're all usually like so burnt out and we're like just just two I'll just like just two like I don't ever want to ride on a charter bus again in my whole life that's like a goal I have to never have to sit on a charter bus ever again because now that I don't have my own group right now it's like oh great um but I would even ride on a charter bus like to go somewhere and I just kind of miss getting to do all of that fun stuff yeah well okay you need I mean I know Wisconsin a little bit my husband's family is from there he went to high school in Wisconsin but I don't know like geography super 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 well other than like lacrosse and madison so tell me like kind of where you are in the state then are you in so here's wisconsin (laughs) yes i was gonna say show me the mitten awful good (laughs) yeah i know (laughs) so like north and whatever across a little bit um well when you compete you are able like what's your local schools when you go to compete like what's close by to you guys um eau claire memorial hosts a competition and Altoona High School does. Mm-hmm. Other than that, around here, um, we'd go to Lacrosse. We'd go to Holman. Um, you could oh, go yeah. to Onalaska or the cities because mm-hmm. the cities aren't that. So, That's like, true. That's it's. We well, yeah. might have to spend the night to go do that. Do you have to spend the night when you go to the cities? Um, no, Chai High never has. We did it north. We would. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'd pick a school like decently far away and do an overnight. Yeah, because ourselves. But no, just kidding. It was good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get that too. <laughs> nice you kind of have a nice little circuit there and then do you like yeah. do you ever go down to Chicago is that part of like your competitive area or do you guys mostly stay in the northern side up there um we mostly stay in the northern side you mm-hmm. could go to like Monona Grove hosts one and I think Fort Atkinson does so there mm-hmm. are some southern part of the state um or like De Pere just started one that's like closer to Green Bay though so sure just kind of where you want to go I think we could probably go to Chicago if we wanted mm-hmm. um but I, you know, but you've got enough. I mean, when I think of Wisconsin, I obviously think of, I obviously think of Onalaska. I think there's so many of us in the Midwest who are, you know, immediately think of Onalaska. So, yep. you know, we know you've got comps and schools there. You have a, a rich history, I feel like, of show choir in that state. Um, yeah. But, you know, I just because, you know, of where you are in the state, it depends. You know, some schools like, you know, Iowa schools, you have Iowa schools that compete more, you know, in Nebraska, or you'll have like, 
South Dakota often competes, you know, in Minnesota, that kind of thing, just because when you're really close on the on the border there. And so um, that wouldn't surprise me if you went like to Illinois or something like that, because right. it wouldn't be that weird at that point. No. <laughs> um, tell me a little bit about you, though, and your path to becoming a choir director and a show choir professional. Um, like you seem young enough to me that maybe you did it in high school. Did you do any of this in high school? <laughs> Um, yep, I did. Yep. Uh, <laughs> actually went to try high. Yeah, so, that's so cool. It is super cool. Um, it's like kind of weird because, you know, like some of the teachers are still there and I'm like, I feel like I can't use your first name ever. Um, You're like, no, you will always be Mrs. So-and-so. Yes, I can't call you Sharon, Sharon. <laughs> I have to go to biology with blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, they still, they still do that, huh? They still- <laughs> <laughs> you got stories. They better watch out is what better happen. Right? Mm-hmm. Right, that's true. This is true. I got leverage. Um, so I just took over for the like my director all through high school, which is super cool. Um, I didn't do choir until eighth grade. I was an orchestra kid, like through and through. I started violin in second grade. Oh, very and then cool. Started cello in sixth grade, and then my mom and my aunt are both very musical, and my cousins were in show choir. Um, and my mom and aunt were like, you're doing choir in eighth grade, so you can do show choir in high school. And I was like, no, I'm good. Um, <laughs> Thanks though. <laughs> yeah. And I that battle clearly. Um, so-, <laughs> so badly you teach it now. You lost so yeah. <laughs> badly. You teach it now. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, it's the biggest, my mom, I told you so moment on, on, in her life, she will always be able to like, oh yeah. Hold that over me, which is great for her. Um, <laughs> Um, listen I'm a mom I know we love we live for those moments yeah yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. I imagine it's you know one day I'll have that feeling hopefully you will um (laughs) but I did choir in eighth grade and I didn't love it and I like grew up singing in church and stuff so I sang for forever and my family's pretty musical sure but I just didn't like school choir for whatever reason Mm -hmm. and then I forced to audition for show choir and in my brain I was like I hope I don't make it (laughs) and I like did dance from three to through high school and so in my dancing part I was like don't be as great as you can be because you're what I feel like you're the first ever person I've interviewed who had that slant that was oh. like, listen, I'll just be less good yes, at this audition. I want to be in this. Like if I <laughs> and if I don't make it, then I'm not the one who has to make the call. So I'm just gonna like not be as good mm. as I I'm not gonna try as hard because I don't want to make the list. And they put um, you in anyway, didn't they? Yeah, and then turns out I made the list. Um my- <laughs> And I cried because I was so mad because I didn't want to be in it. Um, and I, your teacher, your high school teacher, I'm realizing, <laughs> probably was so proud they felt like they found this potential in you. Like they were watching you like, this girl could be really great. She just needs a little bit more something. And in your own mind, you're like, do less. Do less. <laughs> like they think they've discovered you. You're like holding yourself out of okay that's hysterical have you ever had that conversation with your high school director now and told them that like you were praying to not make it yes and he doesn't love um. <laughs> <laughs> who did you take over for i didn't ask that who is it that was there um ron buckles okay yeah mm-hmm. um who was wonderful and like i bless him for taking me and dealing with my life because he you know i mean he who- found you so i mean why wouldn't he <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, it was awkward too because my cousin is in the same grade as me, and she auditioned and she didn't make it, and I did. And so then, yeah, um, so then my aunt and my mom, I was like, I don't want to do it. I'm gonna quit. And they were like, You can't quit before it starts. So I was like, No, I, I can't. No, like I don't want to be. In- <laughs> I can do what I want. 
yep. <laughs> held that over me. They're like, well, your cousin didn't make it. So like, you can't do that to her. And I was like, oh, my family's good. We are good. We are good at what we do here. Real um, <laughs> Actually, it's a very classic, like Northern Midwestern thing. I think guilt trips yes. are very popular uh-huh. amongst That's, the mamas. Yeah. The rest of the country calls it manipulation, but in the Midwest, we call it guilt trips because it's just a little bit more polite. But yeah, really yeah, it's just a nicer way to say, I'm going to make you do it even though you don't want to do it. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. Also, the martyrdom. I don't know if your mother's ever used the martyrdom, oh! like, you know, just, yep. wh- which is literally what they just did to you, actually, with your cousin. Uh-huh. That's what that was. Yep. It was like, you know, but she, but she, but she didn't. Mm-hmm. And but you Rachel, need to, yeah. <laughs> conversation you're like wow I was bamboozled like this is not <laughs> well I was fully bamboozled there yeah <laughs> it's really just a magical skill is what it is yeah. Yeah. and now that I'm a teacher I use it every day of my life yep yep mm-hmm. um, oh well but as a child you know you it's not <laughs> yes yes um and then I I went to camp right like first first day of camp cried the whole way there because I once again did not want to go hated it for forever um like we got through super show and everybody's like you'll just love the performance part like just get through a performance and then we got through our first performance and I was like I messed up really bad on stage and yeah then he made fun of me and so now I don't love it even more which camp did uh, you go to uh well just sorry oh, I you up. mean like boot camp like school camp yeah okay yes, gotcha yeah, yep summer thing. um and then it forced bonding which I make my kids do and it's very important but for my introverted life I'm like this is awful um and <laughs> So, you know, it just wasn't, it wasn't it. And I think I don't know what happened and I don't know what year it was either, but like something clearly switched yeah. and I like felt the magic of show choir. And I don't know if it was like my first competition or what it was, but apparently according to my mom, cause you know, now I'd like, you have kids that are like, I'm quitting because this person's mean to me. Yeah. <clears throat> so like, I'll complain to my mom about it. And she'd be like, you said that all the time. You would always come home and be like, practice was annoying. I'm quitting. I was like, no, I didn't. <laughs> I would never. And she's like, she's okay. like constantly. You did it constantly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, but apparently, you know, it didn't. It didn't. Uh, didn't come to be. So <laughs> <laughs> here we are. And I don't know. And then I think just my love for that and like seeing how much Mr. Buckles loves teaching. And yeah. I don't have a lot of other skills in life aside from like just music. And so, <laughs> but I get that. I think there's a lot of us that were like, well. This seems to be the thing I'm best at, so I'm going to go with that. And also, I think when it's something that's, you can tell me if I'm wrong, but violin, I would assume is similar to this too, but like when it's something that's a talent based rather than a skill, I think we grew up being told like if if you were good at singing or if you were good at your instrument, that felt like some special calling level of thing that wasn't, it wasn't like your friends who were good at math and so they became an accountant. It was like... But you can play the violin or you can sing. And you're like, oh, yeah. oh, it's magic. Oh, okay. Like yeah. Jesus is calling me to this. Okay. Like you kind of, you get pushed, I feel like, in a different way to do that. Yeah. And then like around here, what was always told to me growing up is like when your passions and your talents align, it's like a gift from the yes. Lord. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's super true. And like, I'm very lucky that my passion and my talent lined up because if I had a passion for hockey, there's no talent there. So (laughs) thank you for working the word hockey into this conversation with your accent from Wisconsin, because that is really what I wanted out of this conversation. You don't sound like, no, I mean, well, I grew up in Nebraska and Midwest. That's partly why, but like even my children who are growing up here, like 
it's a really like Dallas Fort Worth is such like a transient area where people are moving in from other places. And mm-hmm. so there's just not as much of that traditional like Southern accent that you expect. It's here in Texas. I mean, there's plenty of places that have it, but like it's just not so much something in our area. Although I did adopt y'all like as fast as I could when I got here in oh. the 2000s because it's the best word ever. Like I love I use it all the time. Y'all just... listen. Like there is yeah. no, there's no gendered to it. There's no. no, like, there's no weird connotation ever. Nobody's ever offended yeah. by it. It's no, but you can still great. be sassy with it. Like, yes. y'all. y'all. Or it, it's hard to be serious with it. I've discovered if you're trying to have a serious conversation, y'all listen. Like that doesn't really go as well, but like it pretty much works for everything else. Yes. Um, I love y'all. Um, you were talking about like breaking down and, and not wanting to do the audition. Um, I, realize I've never told this story on this podcast and I feel like maybe this is time to tell it but the um my very first year in show choir when I lived in Missouri um in Hannibal Missouri the I made it as a sophomore which was the first year you could make it I was super super excited but I was really not like emotionally prepared for how intense like rehearsals like the camp you're talking about was going to be like I was excited to go but like I really struggled with the picking up of choreography and putting the singing together it just was not it was more high stakes than middle school had been, and I wasn't prepared. And I vividly remember taking off my character shoes, which why were we learning in our character shoes? I don't know. The 90s were a weird time. But I remember taking off my character shoes at the end of camp one day, and I was talking to one of my good friends, and she, I, like, threw my shoes. Like, it was like throwing a tantrum, like throwing my shoes, my character shoes at the wall. While I was talking to her, I was like, I don't understand the and the district doesn't make any sense to me. And like I picked him up and threw him. And I remember my teacher coming in and being like, are we going to be okay? And I was like, it's, and I barely, I mean, I'd known her a little bit. She came from middle school with us to high school, which was kind of cool. Oh. So I had the same teacher that whole time, but she was like, are we going to be okay? And I was like, I guess, but I had totally blocked that memory until you <laughs> talked about how stressed you felt at camp. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I do. Do remember that feeling because it is a lot for those little ones when they're first, even if they've done it in middle school. Again, it's just, it's a different, it's a different thing. Yep. And then you have the the layer of the seniors who take it too seriously, oh, which, right. but it's like a, it's like a weird dissonant relationship with them. But then I, I forget sometimes and I try to put myself in their shoes mm-hmm. as best as I can in those moments of like, oh, you have this going on or you have like work or you're going to be late or like, mm-hmm. what was I like? what was expected of me like that kind of stuff but mm-hmm. forget about those things like rehearsals are hard not just because they're hard because you're like doing 17 things at once and not breathing or getting water because mm-hmm. your director makes you earn a water break for time yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> you just forget that's what it is yeah mm-hmm. um you have to like beg and then i'm like no do it three more times and then you can get water and then in my brain i'm like like yeah. <laughs> And in your brain, you're like, when was the last time I gave them water break? Has it been two yeah. hours? Is this really bad? I don't know. We're going to find out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, you're all dehydrated. And they're like, uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Back we are. <laughs> but I just, I think about that kind of stuff, but not the like, well, this senior is probably mean to you. Or like, this mm-hmm. senior is a different click than you. And then you come into rehearsal mm-hmm. and I'm asking you to like dance with them and awkward that's awkward like I forget about that kind of stuff well and I think that's why we try to do what you said early on about like we try to do the the get to know each other things and the bonding things because we do have to get them comfortable with each other enough Mm -hmm. to do that to dance next to someone that maybe they only have Spanish with and they don't get along super well or whatever I mean like you have to break down those walls so that they can do the job you know and I think my philosophy is that choir is so personal anyway it's Mm -hmm. so vulnerable you can blame your instrument as like an instrumental kid 
at heart or started there and now I'm a choir kid. Yeah. <laughs> Aided show choir for like a year. But like, I think that it's just, it's part of you coming out of your body, which sounds so hippie, but like. No, no, no. But that's very real. You can't blame your instrument. I mean, you can, but it's your, it's yourself. Like mm-hmm. you're blaming yourself. So mm-hmm. I could blame my cello for not being in tune, whether it was or not. Nobody would question. She's like, inanimate. It doesn't matter. But yeah, right. like, yeah. It's hard. And then you come in like as a person who doesn't know people and then you're just like okay so sing what like what are you doing (laughs) you know and now that you say that too that makes me think about I don't remember who I had this conversation with one time but we were talking about how it's interesting what disciplines of music draw certain types of personalities to it and so when I think about choir kids it tends and I say this as an only choir kid like I never played an instrument so I feel like I'm uniquely qualified to say this it brings you some of the least emotionally stable musicians. Oh like, my god! It's like in every school, like the yes. department choir teacher, because you always have kids that are crying. Like, yes, but also like, why is that the one that they go do? Where, like, as you said, it's their own body betraying yes. them when something doesn't go well. Like, is that yeah. are they emotional because of that, or were they emotional first and then we just happened to be stuck with like which came first, the chicken or the egg? Uh, which came first, the voice crack or the freshman boy? Like, I don't know. It's a very interesting thought to me that like somehow this is the personality types that are drawn to this, and yet, oh my gosh, do they have to be so capable of being vulnerable to really be uh, good at it? Yeah, that's a really good point. I've never thought about it from that lens of like, these are the kids that are <laughs> crying. Do about we make else. them that way? Or do they come to us that way? Right. And then they, but it's just so weird. Why would you choose that if you're not confident? But then also build your confidence. Like the amount of kids that you start at the beginning of the year and you're like, you don't say more than three words. And then halfway through the year at conferences, they're like, oh, I'm glad they sneeze in your class because they don't breathe in other classes. Exactly. And you're like, and you're like oh, okay. And then, yeah. And then the reflective final at the end of the year. And they're like, I feel so confident in this class and I talk more than this class and any other class. And you're like, okay, are you mute everywhere else? Because you don't speak in here. And like, yeah, it's just so weird. Cause you're like, why did you choose this? You knew you were going to have to come out here and like do something. Yeah, like, awkward what is Hades. And then they're like, this is my favorite class. And you're like, Oh honey, like this is the favorite, like where you are trying to make yourself invisible under this riser behind music. Like, <laughs> I don't know. And then, of course, you get the kids that, like, really just want to be on stage. Of course, we got a lot of those, too. And that's, I mean, I was very much that. I was a much a theater kid that sang. So, like, that's, yeah. you know, I get that and I understand that part, too. But I, there's this, okay, I do not have TikTok. I do not have it. Me neither. I'm not cool But I'm enough. aware that it exists. And <laughs> once Instagram started doing reels and people would post their TikTok videos to reels, I started seeing all this TikTok stuff. So my son, who's 12, my older one, will walk in and he'll be like, are you just watching TikTok videos? And I'm like, uh, which he's not allowed to have. And so that makes him crazy. When he'll hear like a viral song playing, you know, and he'll be like, are you just watching TikTok? And I'll be like, no, it's Instagram reels. Get out of here. <laughs> but like, there's this one guy, um, JJ Neiman, I think is how you say his last name. But anyway, he's a Broadway performer who during the COVID shutdown started doing these like POV videos of like performers backstage on Broadway. Um, and he would put his like little Apple, like headphone thing on his head, like a mic. And he'd be like actors on Broadway during costume change. He'd be like, Hey Sheila, how are you today? Oh, hang on just a second. Coolest kids in town. Okay. What were you saying about that? And like, he goes through all this stuff. Well, he did this video like last week where he's like the different types of high school performers during sound check. And 
I was like, oh my gosh, this is the most intensely relatable thing for like, this is so kids. Like, so we're talking about those kids that are like naturally extroverted and they're drawn to singing, but then like, they're somehow also like super embarrassed about the singing, you know? And so he's like showing this kid at the front of the stage and he's like, oh, sing something. Oh, you want me to sing something? Okay. I mean, I guess I can sing a little something for you. Um, um, this one's for the boys with the booming system, top down AC with the cooling system. Oh, you want me to sing something from the show? Oh, okay. Um, tonight, tonight. There's and they're like sort of terrible and not making any noise, and but then they're like super in it when it's there. And I just this whole video was cracking me up. I was like, this is every child I have. This is every different type of child in this one video. This is what we all have in choir. We have like the loud, obnoxious child who thinks they're amazing and is kind of okay, but sings too loud, is always doing the most. We have the kid who's like, you want to bring out more sound, which is probably you. There were the things we've discovered them and we're trying to like bring it all out of them. You get the kids, like you said, who are like, this is my favorite class and they've never spoken. Like... (laughs) I love that these are the archetypes that just happen all over America. Like <laughs> you and I are like a thousand miles away from each other. And we have the same yes. children, the same. It's so cool. And so weird and culty at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> but in the best way, I think, I think, I, don't yes. know. I mean, time will tell, yeah. I guess, but no, most of I us do. turn out fine. We do. We do. Or you have the people who are like accountants now and don't sing, but they're like, I remember when I was in choir and you're like, okay. Like at conferences when families come in yes. and they're like, Oh, I just, I told them to do choir because I remember the one year in middle school when I was in choir Mm -hmm. and now I fix cars every day and I don't sing, but I love music. Oh, crazy. And and then you have to picture that person. You try to remember them, like what they would have been like in choir, like which kid were they in choir? And that's always so fascinating to me too. I love that for sure. When they come in, because I think it's good for kids to see that too, that like, you don't have to make it your career. You can Mm -mm. just love it, you know? Right. Right. And then yeah. go fix cars or go be an accountant or go do like right. whatever the thing is that you want to do with your time outside of it. I have, I kind of want to do an interview at some point with a couple of my former students that are not in music and yeah. just talk about like, what did you get out of show choir? Like when you look back, what do you feel like it gave you, you know, yeah. that is not necessarily uh, obviously about the current, you know, job that you do. Um, Cause that, that stuff just totally fascinates me well and we get it and we look at kids and we're like oh you're gonna grow from this class because people love you and support you here and like it's a family that's all true but then I don't think kids get it like I don't think we're explicit at least I feel like I'm not I don't know how you are I'm not no I mean even if you are explicit I think that it's something they have to see themselves there's there's no amount of explaining it to them no and they have to look back on it too it can't be something most of the time I feel like it's not something that in the moment this is changing my life because of this it's like 25 years later it's joe biden on stage was like i had a stutter but i was in choir i don't know if he's in that is like i can't every time every time i remember that he has a stutter and he's giving a speech i'm like just sobbing the teacher in me is like good for you tiny joe biden (laughs) well and amanda who did this uh the poet the poem at the inauguration Like, and, and I think that I read, I may be wrong on this. I'll cut it out if I'm wrong, but I think it's that she had also, um, a hearing issue. I think there's a a hearing issue there. Um, I read that somewhere. I am pretty sure I gotta go back and look, but she also had like an impediment. And so like, can you imagine like overcoming that? And then like speaking of the inauguration, (laughs) she's 22 and 
she wrote it and, and there was Hamilton I just the whole thing was like I know I know I was like wow I can't even form a sentence while teaching a group of high school children so this just is sitting so- on my couch casually sobbing like yeah. this is the best of American education right there like, <laughs> I don't know who her teacher was but yes I was having that whole like yes. you will call her Dr. Jill Biden moment like I was very in my like <laughs> education mindset of that day that entire situation when oh gosh that article that what was the new york times published when they were he was like she should stop using the doctor because it's confusing i was like sir read the room like (laughs) don't say you just are not (laughs) you are not with it my friend not at all um well speaking of college a little bit because dr biden and college stuff um where did you go to college then after you got done with high school and you were like listen i want to do this for real I went to Eau Claire. Okay. Uh, so University of Wisconsin, Eau Claire. Yep. Um, I looked at Luther and I looked at Lawrence and then Eau Claire was just like mm-hmm. the right vibe, which is funny. Cause I feel like my life is just me being like, I'm not doing that ever. And then the universe being like, sucka. Cause I was like, I'm not going close to home. I'm not staying at Eau Claire. I don't want to stay around here. I want to go far away. So then like Lawrence was three and a half hours. Right. And Luther was half hours. And then I ended up at Eau Claire. And so- <laughs> just <laughs> and kidding. I- also always said like I'm never teaching at my high school I never want to teach at my high school I want to go far away mm-hmm. and my first year in Beloit which was four hours away from here oh, yeah, and, I know where that is yeah yeah and then I taught at Eau Claire which is 30 minutes away so I was still like not nah, my high school and then now I'm at my high school literally so, like, I, at your high school yeah, yeah I, <laughs> I need to stop because the universe is just like girl you playing but, <laughs> girl come home <laughs> like <laughs> this is what we're doing get on board but there is something yep. about that I understand that I feel like I feel like I've been trying to get back to Nebraska for years, and then I finally just had to give in to the fact that the universe was like, we don't want that journey for you. And I was like, okay, okay, all right, that's cool. And then now, like, Texas for us, like, we chose this, obviously, you know, like, we didn't have family down here. This was our decision to come here and not know anybody, my husband and I, back in 05. And, like, now this feels like the home base. You know, it's just, it's where your people are. It's what makes the most sense to you. And if that's where your people are and that's where you feel most comfortable, then there's... There is nothing wrong with that. Not no, that you need me to no. tell you that, but <laughs> <laughs> it just is. Sometimes that's just the best thing to do. Um, so this is, like you said, this is your first year there. Um, when you, you know, put on your scholarly hat, not you being the director there kind of thing. So tell me about like when you were in high school and then the years after you were in high school there, like how long have they been competing? How many years have you had your group? What's the name of the group? Cause we haven't even said that yet. I'm the weirdest interviewer tonight. I'm sorry. I'm leaving no. that part in the podcast. Everyone knows I'm just leaving it in, but yeah. Um, so they've been competing for quite some time. Um, they had a show choir before Buckles was there for like 20, uh, I think it's like 20 years. He I was, was going to for- say, I feel like he was there for a while. Yeah. Yeah. He taught at one school before then and then moved to Chippewa, like only a couple years into his career and then just stayed there his whole, the mm-hmm. whole rest of his career. Um, so they competed. Well, pause they had a show choir for a while because they had one before him and then he stepped in but it was more like a swing choir situation yes yes. and then he stepped in and i think in like the 80s maybe Mm -hmm. i please don't listen to this mr bubbles um (laughs) it's okay we always preface it by saying we're just guessing this sounds about right you know yes i feel like he stepped in around the 80s so i don't even know if there were show choir I sound like I'm... He's going to be like, it was 1998. How old do you think I am? Like, that's going to be what happens. But, you know, that's fine. We're leaving it. <laughs> um, and then 
I don't know if it's like show choir competition started ramping up. So then they started going or they were there and then he ramped it up to get it's probably to the- some of both. I would guess. Yeah. Based on, yeah. Mm-hmm, time frame wise. Um, and they, I don't know when I was in high school, it was pretty similar. When I was in high school, we competed as um, like, oh, I always mix it up cause I'm a bad director, but I think double A is the bigger one and the A is the smaller one. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. AV level a couple times and we do really really well and then we bump up it just depended on the competition and the different rules because Wisconsin doesn't have like a like a set you know like soul and ensemble score sheet rule mm-hmm. system whatever every competition is different which is good and bad for lots of different reasons well I think a lot of states have that and I would agree with you that there's there's some good and some bad for that yeah 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 I I like structure I like being able to be, walk in and know what's going on so to, mm-hmm. my brain like can we just get it together from five minutes um but yeah I think that so we competed some some like a level some double a level um and then as competition rules started changing and like the group kind of ebbed and flowed now I think they just compete at a double a level so like the upper okay um and so I mean they're successful. They make finals. Mm-hmm. Uh, I they like I'm not a part of it. No, but it, it is sort <laughs> of a weird year where you're kind of. I mean, you are a part of it, but you haven't done it as you yet. Yeah. And so I get that. Yeah. I understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So it's just like a basic. I don't know. Midwestern. The school's only 1,500 kids. Um, so I think that's something though, that's really important. And that's part of why I wanted to interview you is because I think that's an important thing for people to take away from these conversations is that I don't, I'm purposely not interviewing a bunch of directors whose schools all look the same or whose departments all look the same because there are so many more departments I think that look and schools that look like what you're describing, which is that we compete, we go places, make finals most of the time. Kids love it. It's show choir. Whereas I think a lot of us look at the groups that we feel like are perpetually making grand champion or, or first are fighting for it, you know, in the one, two, three slot, right. Or always winning best band, always winning best vocals, that kind of thing. And these really big schools or big programs that have been around a long time with really oftentimes I feel like, I don't know, we'll see how everyone feels about this. Please don't be offended, but often it's a charismatic leader that like mm-hmm. kind of draws everybody in. So like a director or a choreographer is super charismatic. So people start watching that ensemble. It's not necessarily because the ensemble is a whole lot better than the groups that they're competing against. But there's that something, that extra like the je ne sais quoi of it all where like people get drawn into that. Yes. And we put them on a really high pedestal when really we should just put them on a regular normal pedestal. And then sometimes they win a grand champion. Yep. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I, yes, I totally agree with all that. And I remember being in high school and seeing those groups and being like, those kids aren't high schoolers. Like they're well, under- surely on Alaska was one of those groups for you yes. at some point. Yeah. Yes. I mean, again, I was like, I don't know exactly how old you are, but it's got to be close to around that time frame where it was like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. all the time. It's, it's so weird. Cause then you hear your kids talk about it and you're like, no, they they're 15 too. They're also 18. Right. They've got them up in the NBA in their brains. They're like, yeah. this is yeah. Shaq and Kobe. And oh, oh, Kobe. I said Kobe and now I'm just sad. But like, it, this is like LeBron. And you're like, but they're also just kids from right. your state. <laughs> like- yes. And I think that that's such a weird thing. I remember it. And I'm sure sports teams, once again, not talented in that regard. So I'm sure they have those areas too. But I, I, I just- think so too. Yeah a weird situation and I feel like some of it just depends on I think the charismatic thing is totally right and some of it just depends on 
the numbers of the school or the group and then like the funding of the school and the group Mm -hmm. and just the way the show is set up I think there's a formula to it even though we don't have like a set score sheet I think right there's a formula where you know what's going to be more successful than I mean you know what kind of show to plan to get there and I just have yet I'm young but I just have never been there yet where I'm like I want to plan just for that situation and well and let me say this because you know you're bringing up you feel like you're young and you haven't been there yet I mean having like I will say this. This is a weird, you know, statement, but I'm old enough that I can say things like this now and no one cares. But like, I have been to the mountain, so to speak. Like, I've done that, those things. It took, you know, a long time before I got there with groups where I felt like we were consistently competing at a high level or, you know, high level, whatever that means in finger quotes. Um, (laughs) But like when we, for example, um, my Mitchell kids won at Omaha Westside Competition of Excellence in 2018 this would have been and like had I been a part of a group that had won before totally like but that competition in particular for me meant something and for Mm -hmm. a lot of those kids that meant something that was one they went to every year and who was competing with us there were groups that we were friends with but big groups that we were really competitive with like Hastings and Millard West which were groups that we competed against often that was such a big deal and i fully expected to like wake up the next day and be a different person like as cheesy as that sounds um like I fully expected that to change my whole life in some way I don't know what I expected I don't know what I expected to change um it was kind of an unspoken thing in my head but like later that week realizing oh nope we still gotta go compete again next week and that didn't not that it didn't mean anything I shouldn't say that because that's not what I mean but it doesn't really mean anything. I mean, I just, that's the only way to say it. It's just, yes. it's a comp. You went to a comp yep. and you, and you did well. Great. Next week, it'll yeah. be a different <laughs> panel of people in different groups. It just, it, it's, there's no, there, there's no, we have a perception of there being a vertical movement pattern in show choir, like moving up or moving, you know, directors will say, oh, I moved up to the high school from the middle school. Okay. Middle school and high school are just two different beasts. Yeah. I think that's such a rude way to say I mean, it is. Sorry. Yeah. It's not a, it's not a like, hierarchy. Yes. Yes. You didn't like age out of, Oh, now I'm a better teacher. And so I'm going to the <laughs> high school that no, if anything, it's the opposite. Like if I you're say, more respect for middle school teachers than I do high school teachers. Well, I mean, I still respect everybody, but like, no, Oh my God, I could never, that's I a special, never. special thing. Like if you can do that, <laughs> but there, I think there's also like, you're talking about with the smaller schools and the bigger schools. I think that there's some of that mentality as well, that people get really like, you know, I, I started in the smaller size school and then I moved up quote unquote to a bigger school or a bigger department. That's they, again, it's not linear like that. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. You know, for example, again, Mitchell like has, is a town of like 14,000 people that has, 700 kids in the high school 130 kids in the choir department has more you know quote quote unquote success you know than some schools with like 3,000 kids and all the money in the world it's it's more relative to who you are as a director and what you bring out in those kids and what the community is wanting to do than it is about all those external factors and when it boils down to it, the community doesn't always know anything about show choir anyway. Like, so you know, they don't know anything. Like, there's no, you know, because basketball either wins or they loses. And so the subjective nature of it is very yeah. challenging. Yes. I think it's just, and everything's so different. You could get 
grand champ one week and then the next week you're like not making finals and it's just such a weird it's such a weird zone it's such a wonderful zone but it's it's only weird if you're placing your success on those pieces of plastic because you can't really control that because it's subjective and because as you said it changes every week so like it is weird if you're like, oh, I don't think we did very well, but I liked what we did, but we did terrible, but I liked it. You know, yeah. and you just fight with yourself about like, so was it good? If like, if we did not, I'm rewatching Sex in the City right now. If you've never watched, have you ever watched it? Yes. Okay. So like, I feel like I'm Carrie typing on the computer, you know, where it's like, if you, <laughs> if you didn't win, you know, like if, if you didn't win grand champion in a season but you liked what you did did you really lose at all like I feel like <laughs> that's my column for the week but but truly have you ever had like a show situation where it's like you loved it personally but maybe didn't compete as well yes and I yeah absolutely and I think that I always try to tell my kids you're your only consistent competition like because you are you're the only people that are in there day in and day out you don't I mean you're the only, the judges don't see you every week. And so I just think that I try to instill that mindset, but then as a director, it's hard to always 100% practice what you preach because you go want them to be successful and you see them level up from rehearsal that Thursday to the competition that Saturday. And in your world, like they get off the stage and they're just like glowing and they're like, that was it. That was everything. Like we did it, Miss Mac. Like we did this part and we did this part and we worked so hard on this and we nailed it. And like, and then they don't make finals or yeah. get sixth runner up or whatever it is. And it's that weird balance of like, okay, but we felt great about that. Like it doesn't matter. Right. What I- you know, the growth. Right. Right. Cause you are your competition. So Thursday, you just beat your Thursday performance. You beat yourself from Thursday. You leveled up. It doesn't matter what the rest of the world thinks, but it's such a feedback situation mm-hmm. that it's hard to try to like <laughs> beat that one point in when the world around them is like, Mm-hmm. Yeah, but pack up, go home. Like it doesn't matter. Cause... Yeah, but you're but you're like proud, even though you're leaving yes. before finals happen, and like yeah. you want them to feel that too. And that's hard yeah. in that room yeah. in that moment. Yeah, especially especially too with you know students, they haven't had the life experience that some of us have had with other experiences that mirror that. They don't necessarily know how to do that. And so if if they're watching us as directors for the emotion to pull, yep, like. It's so important what you do in those 10 minutes before they get back on the bus. It's so yeah. important, like, because that's how you're showing them how to handle this. Um, I do um, a fair amount of distance running. And when I started doing that, I think one of the most interesting things about it as a sport that really drew me to it as an adult, because, I mean, when I was younger, I was like, am I being chased? No, I'm not running. But as I got older, <laughs> I liked it because it was about me and competing against myself. And so yeah. – Running always, runners always talk about having a PR, a personal record, and so like, or PB, personal best. So like, you have to think about that with your students. You have to guide them in that mindset of like, okay, was this a PR for you today? Was this yeah. a PB for you today? If so, you personally, and then also you, the group, like you, that's all you can worry about is just that little circle. And then if that was a PR and you got to finals, great right and then I think they learn even more when it was not a PR and they do really well mm-hmm. yeah because they don't feel great about it there's nothing right. especially if you do your job right and we all have ebbs and flows of that but like mm-hmm. especially if you like have a good such like a weekly thing if you have a good week of instilling that and then they have 
a weird performance and then they make it into finals or like a critique with the judge like blowing them up and it's like yeah that that was amazing and like you were just phenomenal on this and they point out specific moments where the kids know that wasn't it yes and they walk out and I, you know, like the families are waiting by the room. They're like, what'd they say? And the kids are like, nothing. It's fine. And I, secretly. And I know it's awful, but secretly I'm like, good, good. I'm glad you feel weird about this. Yes. You, should, you know what you can do. And it wasn't, it, it's so good for them to be not too critical, but just to like have that perspective of. No, I, they're yeah. always so in their heads anyway at that age. I think the fact that they, that's a productive level of self yeah. obsession, yeah. I think, you know, and we need to teach them that too, that like being self-absorbed isn't always like a bad thing if you're right. doing productive yeah. mental health work in that time, then mm-hmm. that's okay. And what you're saying right there is exactly that where they're in their brains going, okay, so that was not my best work. And I know that was not the best it went. And yet we're getting all of this praise for it. I feel icky yeah. about that. What do I do with that? <laughs> yes. yes. And especially like I always, and sometimes I think, I don't find the line of like being too blunt and too honest mm-hmm. and too like, let's fix it. Yeah. And like, let's be nice to them sometimes. <laughs> like, yes. Just good. I just get so focused and I try to tell them, you know, like my brain is just go, go, go. And mm-hmm. so if I don't address it now, I'm going to forget it. So like mm-hmm. rehearsal for three hours of me being like, fix this, fix this, fix this. Mm-hmm. Fun for you. And I'm sorry, you know, like you are yeah. doing good things. Like I promise you. And so I always tell him, like, would you rather have me lie to you? Like, it's your choice. It's your rehearsal. Would you rather have me lie to you? Yes. And want to hear, would you rather have me tell you what needs to be fixed and like what I see? Because it's your, this is your show. It's your rehearsal. At some point you got to own it. So you let me know mm-hmm. what you want me to do. Like, you know, at some point you got to like hand it over to them fully and yeah. it sucks. They're the, just... literally, they're the ones literally on stage. Yes. And I always say that, like, I'm here either way. Like I will be next year i'll be here in 10 years i'll be here. i say that always i'm like i'm here in whatever i get paid either yes. way so you just do like whatever you want to take from this is up yep. to yeah. you and at this point it's your show so like it's not me it's not my thing so what do you want from me and nine times out of ten the kids are like i want you to tell me the truth like i don't want to be lied to and and then when you have that moment of they get off stage and they're like that wasn't it and then the judge comes in and is like not maliciously not lying they don't know but they have that like that was wonderful and this was great mm-hmm. and then they come up so weird because it's like that's not what we talked about in <laughs> this whole process and then it's like is the person being right like, I love they- when I know the group as a critique judge or I know the director excuse me as a critique judge because then I can kind of I know what vibe that director gives them <laughs> what I can like what they're expecting because you're yeah. right it is actually really hard as a critique judge to come in and be like I don't know where they're at and you yeah. have to like read the room and look at their faces real quick and like do a vibe check and go, okay, what, what do they need? And then I always try to say too, at the beginning of it, similar to what we're talking about right now, which is that I am not here to tell you a million things you did well. We only have 15 minutes. So, right. I mean, I can, I can do that if you want, but I mean, if you make finals, you need to hear the things you need to adjust. So yeah. it's not because I didn't love it. Let me say right off the bat, I'm super proud of you. You should feel great of the work you did. Yeah. Here's the things I think we want to mess with. And then at the end, I try to wrap it up again with something that feels yeah. really, you know, helpful and positive. But I, I mean, I feel that stress in that 15 minutes so much to give them tangible things that they can adjust and work with without like deflating their balloon, you know, because they did just get off stage. You know? right. <laughs> and not being like hearts and stars about everything because it's not. 
Yeah, it's not always that. And I always tell them, like, my job is to report the news. So mm, if the news, if I love that. News is not great. Like, that's not, I'm just a news reporter. You I are the news. love that. <laughs> all you're doing is yeah. reporting the news here, kids. Yeah, like, that's, all, that's all I'm doing here. I'm stealing that. That's one of the greatest things ever. Um, <laughs> everybody's going to start saying that at comps. Some people are going to be like, you're not reporting anything. You're like, no, it's okay. Rachel said it. This is a Rachel thing. Okay. <laughs> Um, let me ask you before we run out of time here about being a choir director in Wisconsin, because I really am fascinated by the series right now, talking to people about what the different states are like, because of course everybody's state of, uh, is very, very different when it comes to choral music. Um, you have obviously, um, like everybody does, you have like a district music contest or a large ensemble contest, something like that. I would assume in the spring, um, solo and ensemble probably, an all state group. Tell us just a little bit about those kind of big choral events in your state. Yeah. So we do, um, as a state, once again, I'm like a tiny little part of that state as a state, we have salon ensemble. Um, and that's kind of different everywhere you go. Like in Beloit, they didn't do salon ensemble, okay. um, but we did large group festival. Okay. Um, and then at North we did salon ensemble every year. We only did large group festival once. Um, and then Chai Hai has a good mix of it all. Okay. Um, so, but Soul Ensemble is pretty big for the most part. Okay. And then Ensemble. Um, WSMA has like the conference. They do an honors choir. So you can. Okay. Well, they do honors everything. Honors ensembles, I guess. Got how it. You could, um, so you can audition for that. And then over the summer you go to a camp and then, I mean, not COVID years, um, you go to a, a camp and like learn your music and have a grand old time. And then cool. uh, when conference rolls around in the fall, um, those groups perform at conference. So it's cool. Cause you get to like oh. see kids. I think that's the coolest part yeah. in my, is that like all the directors get to go and watch and mm-hmm. families yeah. before COVID, the before times yes. like bc before covid yes, yes. <laughs> um you get to like go and watch all the kids and see your kids up there and it's it's because it happens during conference too so it's super cool because you're yes. there anyway and then yeah i think that's the coolest thing um there's festivals like that universities host and stuff like that um around here there's clearwater coral fest that the university of eau claire hosts okay um Decent amount of schools from all over come to it. I'm sure there's more. You, I mean, we go to Dorian too in Iowa. Oh yeah, but... yeah, I know that one. Do you have um, a state show choir or an all state show choir? Any of that? Some states are starting to go towards that kind of model, and so I keep mm-hmm. forgetting to ask that. But I was like, maybe Wisconsin maybe already has that. Not that I know of, mm-hmm. at least. Um, like over the summer, I remember when like Minnesota directors started talking about whether we we're going to do they were going to do competitions or not, mm-hmm. and then Iowa directors and like the kind of the states around us and they kind of have associations or they kind of have like a group or like yeah that kind of like marching band in the state goes through WSMA so they have a board they have people who make the decisions and then when we for Wisconsin it was just like good intentioned midwesterner people mm-hmm. who were like let's talk about this as directors and so it was just like a group of like 80 of us on a four-hour zoom call talking about what to do right God and bless so- you it's just it's great lots of cooks in that kitchen and <laughs> so many cooks. no just, one to eat the food it's not even a restaurant at this point uh-huh. it's just okay. yeah yeah so i would love if there was something that would happen that direction kind of like the whole like could score sheets be somewhat similar oh, could yeah. rules what similar i think it'd be cool if there was something as a state that could get going mm-hmm. like that um because there's enough i feel like there's enough show cars in the state that that would be helpful. And then yeah. in the 
in this COVID world, I was really jealous of the band directors who were like, yeah, no marching band competitions. We didn't have to make the call. And I'm like, cool. So like, I have to though. And I'm new. So I don't know what to do. And like, mm. so I very think much fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. Yeah. I've a couple of the directors I've talked to have been like, you know, our state made the choice for us. And that was so nice. Like, I think in a time like this, something I've learned that I want from a state um, education administration is that kind of like in a time like this, I would prefer you just make the call, whether I'm mad right. at you about it or not, you know, at least you're not having this hodgepodge patch work quilt of like decisions. And yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's cause then in the meeting, which once again was great and well-intended, we just yeah. don't oh, have yeah. ready to be like, I'm in charge. And yeah. so meeting we talked about like well are we going to do virtual stuff and then that was kind of left open-ended so now there's been a couple emails throughout of like Mm -hmm. we're going to try a virtual competition who wants to join and then it's but it's like 80 of us in an email so i don't know if anybody it's just kind of like a weird zone which is weird we're all learning what we need going forward which is good and i'm grateful for i mean you have to look for silver lining somewhere here but yeah absolutely because it's just i think it unifies people in a weird way of like we're all either equally for this or equally frustrated by this. And so mm-hmm. now we have conversations, you know, mm-hmm. we can figure it out. And Yeah. Oh, yeah. And now we know. Like, now we're like, okay, we are we need to be more prepared for the next natural disaster or more <laughs> prepared for the next pandemic or more, you know, like yeah. that's, I'm just hopeful that that's where we end up on the end of this is that we've all realized, like I said, what we need and that we all start taking steps towards whatever that is yeah. as opposed to just yeah. going, oh, thank God it's back to normal. And then, like, burying our heads in the sand again and just yes. hopping along. Like, hopefully we can oh. make some plans. Yeah. What was cool in that meeting, too, is that directors kind of talked about that a little bit of, like, well, we can, like, take this and run with it. And the burnout doesn't have to happen every year. And we're slowing down because we have to. But, like, let's look at this before we just dive head first. So and smart. Yes. And we talked about that as a department, too, of like, do we need to do 16 things every month or can we like scale it down a little bit? Because you are definitely not the first person to say that. And I think we're (laughs) all going to be so grateful for that when this was over that we all went, hmm, do we really need to perform at 47 nursing homes every December? (laughs) Or maybe that's the thing we need to do and we don't need to have this big splashy show or, you know, like where you can kind of see where the things are that felt really important in the long run versus the stuff you were Mm -hmm. just sort of doing because you felt like you needed to do it. Um, Yeah. I think I'm I'm hopeful too, that that's kind of where we end up after all of this, as opposed to Mm -hmm. um, just going back to business as usual. Let's try to do business better. Like then let's be best to quote former first lady. Um, The, questions that everyone gets asked it's time for the show choir questions everyone gets asked so let's start with number one which is the softball which is just that what's your favorite kind of entertainment that you like to do like do you read do you love to listen to music and movies or you know what do you do when you're in your off time oh um so COVID has taught me that I have no hobbies um (laughs) that's amazing (laughs) I have no life it turns out yeah and everybody's like so what did you do during during COVID and I'm like I took a lot of naps um and I really <laughs> I, I hear that though <laughs> a big reader but I love anything true crime like oh. the scarier murder the better um so a lot of that um or the polar opposite of like real housewives trash tv <laughs> which is I mean really just the murdering of society in America so I suppose they're sort of related in that way but yeah just yeah, good trash television <laughs> and then reading that's pretty much uh 
<laughs> Murder or housewives? That's where we're at. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, okay. Favorite show choir show that you have ever seen. You can't have had anything to do with it. And you can see you can say video if you didn't see it in person, that's fine. But most people have a couple. It's okay if you need to say more than one. I judged a competition in Virginia two years ago, like the year before mm-hmm. COVID. Um, and there was a show that was um, a girls group and it was all like the liberation of women's rights. And so <sighs> as a hardcore feminist, I was all about that. And the songs were good. It wasn't just like the theme, the songs were good. The kids were here for it. Like it just was one of those shows that Do I feel like all the school at all. I don't because it was Virginia. I'll look it up. Um, yeah, but it was amazing. It was incredible. And they apparently they always do really well. Shocking. Um, and they were just talented too. And I just, my thing is like, I love when it's just genuine and you can tell that everybody's here for it and they get it and they know the meaning and they're just totally. like telling. And that was it. And there was another group there that did a show that was um, life themed, not like life, but the game life. Oh, cute. They were all like the girls were all in baby pink dresses and the boys were all in blue suits like the little life pieces mm-hmm. and they had like a spinny wheel in the back and i was like that's so- like the little pieces that's yeah it was so- i was here for that i love that okay best or best favorite show you have ever been a part of so as a director or performer favorite show you've ever been a part of last year at north we did a show that was sabrina themed but like the new netflix version of sabrina oh, not yes. like Sabrina and so it was dark and shockingly I really liked that kind of stuff um and, <laughs> and, and so like we had characters but not that were just focused you know some shows have like the character who sings everything right yeah we had there was a Sabrina there were like the three witchy sisters mm-hmm. there was a heart for a second um and then they all kind of like I don't know it started like with Sabrina turning 16 so we had like a birthday party on stage for her and then she turned into a witch. So our ballad was, I put a spell on you. Oh, and then every dark. I loved. I I'm going to go watch that now. I mean, I always put the links in the comments anyway for people to watch, but I'm going to go find that and see if I can find that. That was my favorite it. show ever. I'm like still proud of that one. Yes. <laughs> Even if the is not, that's still like my thing. I loved it. That's, I mean, that's such a great feeling when you can look back and you love the kids and that. We always love all of our kids, but like when you have a, a year that's like kids that you really loved or and a yes. great show all together and like you just like those for directors are so special when you can look back yes. and like, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And especially when it's your last year somewhere. I've had that a couple of times where you just those ones sometimes will really attach themselves to you, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Okay. Your, you probably can remember this actually, your senior show choir show can you tell me the numbers in your senior show choir show (laughs) um the first one was written in the stone i think that's what it's called i think it's an earth wind and fire song okay and then the next one was sit down you're rocking the boat we had like of (laughs) course we did um uh a version of amazing grace that was like gospel style nice Um, and i well, never mind. I was going to say, I just split the solo with um, a girl that I hated, but then I was like, what if she listens to the podcast? Pretty I won't say that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that was, I remember that vividly. And I give my director a hard time for that all the time. I'll be like, I hated the solo. That was the worst. Yep. Um, like riff over each other at the end. And I was like, this is awful. Um, and then, but it was a great show. Anyway, um, and then we went into, um, uh, 
here I go again on my own. I think that's the title. Like, like here I yeah. go again on yeah. my own. Yeah. Oh my that was gosh. Our costume. So it was like a girl and a boy and the costumes went from like normal show choir, like boys in suits, girls in sparkly dresses to like this fruit roll up dress looking thing. I'll have to send you a picture. Okay. It's, and we had leg warmers and everything was bright colored. And then we had headbands and the boys had blue sequin jackets and an orange. It was very eighties. And then, um, we went into Don't Stop Believing. Yep. And that was the year that Glee came out, too. So I was going to say, is this around Glee time? Yes. Yeah. It was like a high school senior. That was my dream come true. Um, of course. <laughs> you were uh, we the had... other Rachel. You were Rachel. Yes. Girl. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And then we did with, I think that was a, like an Earth, Wind, and Fire medley, maybe. I was... This is a really well, fun show. <laughs> yeah, it was so fun it was amazing and we did well with it too which is always cool oh that's so nice when that happens <laughs> so <rarely>. yeah <laughs> when you're like we also like to end it did well <laughs> right it's like yes, the oscars was- everyone loved that movie oh we can't nominate that no no critic <laughs> loved it like it's basically the same it's the same as the oscars yes yes yeah i love that i love it okay and then last question mm-hmm. your most embarrassing stage moment Mm. director or performer doesn't matter <laughs> Oof. um i it might be my freshman year super show um i <laughs> we had this move uh in one of our songs where you like it was like a step hop kick thing okay and up you know how you like you chant moves to get kids to oh yeah cross mm-hmm up with this like step pop 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 step pop 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 step glide step step glide and it repeated a couple times and so we used to chant it and whatever <clears throat> and i remember them saying and i was in dance for a long time so yeah. i don't know why but i remember them saying like you have to stop doing that at a certain point and you know you always have the one boy yes. who thinks he's funny and he's not and so he kept doing it and yes. everybody for it and, yes and then turns out it was me on stage um <gasps> who out loud i yelled it like it was a dance break and <gasps> i <laughs> can you hear it on a recording um i don't know because i've never watched a recording i'm oh. sure somebody offered for me to watch it but uh, people knew um oh. my mom is wonderful but honest which is a like, great quality so she of course was like one of the first people who was like rachel like, thanks you- mom <laughs> <laughs> and like the kid who danced next to me was like you really yelled that and i was like <laughs> You're like, but I also nailed it, didn't I? Like, did I nail it? Yes, I was right. So, <laughs> yeah. Jokes on you, idiots. I actually got this right. <laughs> most confidence, and I didn't stop once I realized that I was the only one yelling. I don't know what happened. It was- <laughs> you sold it. You were all in it at that point. <laughs> like, this is what's happening, guys. I'm taking yeah. y'all down with me in the <laughs> Well, thank you so much for letting me hang out with you. This, like, yeah. blue. Bye. You and I, I clearly are meant to be best friends.